my ex-husband pretty much um, ended up, we ended up having a domestic violence dispute. And uh, at the time, I was really new to DCFS and the public defender asked me to do a, a sort of drug test. Um, I told him I was going to be positive for marijuana. Um, and they said that everything would be fine. So saw from California. Hi. Hi, did you have a story yeah. to tell or a question to ask? It's a little bit of both, actually. Um, right now, um, I have my, my. Um, it's, it's so many things that have been going on with DCFS, especially with COVID. Um, they had closed down so many things when, when all this initially started was in 2017. Um, my ex-husband pretty much um, ended up we ended up having a domestic violence dispute. And uh, at the time, I was really new to DCFS, and the public defender asked me to do a, a sort of drug test. Um, I told him I was going to be positive for marijuana, um, and they said that everything would be fine. So they had me do some classes. I did them. Um, it took a, a really long time for us to get the children back. Because at the time, the, uh, the San Bernardino Mountains were on fire and a whole bunch of stuff was getting pushed back. And because DCFS here in San Bernardino had so many um, cases, like workloads per social worker, things get getting pushed back. And I did have proof that I was trying to contact uh, the social workers. So they usually would give me a little bit of more extra time. Mm -hmm. But they weren't taking into the account that that their department was taking long um, assessing certain things and they used that against me now even when they reopened the case because my ex-husband, uh, because he's got PTSD and this is a long-going process, he's been deployed more than three times um, to Afghanistan and he just couldn't be around the children and he uh, refused to take medication because he said he needed to work and that played a lot of, you know, bad, bad, um, it just put a lot of bad things on my end. Because I was trying to help him being his wife and being the fact that we were still trying to reunify together. Mm -hmm. Once we got the children back, it was only a matter of months before he started having um, PTS um, flashbacks again. The children got taken away again because of another domestic violence situation. I redid the whole process again. I finished it. My son was on a 30-day stay, one of the youngest. This is six children that I'm fighting for right now. Two of my kids are getting ready to age out. I already have a 19-year-old. She's already done with DCFS, and I have a 17-year-old. He's, uh, he's going to be 18 next year. After him is a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old. A three-year-old that just got diagnosed cancer in um, April that they won't let me get back. And then right now, my two-year-old, they're telling me they're going to put her under adoption because I've just ran out of time. Um, 
And a lot of the stuff that gets said in court, even though I try to tell my public defender certain things, like to have me testify, I wasn't aware of the questions that they were going to ask me. He just said, I'm going to have you testify. Most of the questions that he asked, it made me look like I just didn't care about the situation. They didn't put into effect that the father was in the military and most of the stuff that happened had to do because of that. And the drug programs that they had me to do was for like some really hard drugs. There was, there was all these other things that um, I've just not been in control of. And now that I'm more informed, now that I could say like, well, I'm like a DCFS almost veteran mom because it's been going on since 2017. Now they're just like, oh, well, the kids, it's too late. You're not going to get them back. Um, even though right now my kids are under guardianship, they're expecting me to get those back before I could even try to get my son. They got diagnosed with leukemia just recently, which they have them on a permanent placement plan, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, they, they keep extending that because of the, of the situation with cancer. They don't want me to lose contact with him. But I only get to see my son once a week, and he hasn't even seen his siblings since March. The other child, the one that's two years old, she's going to be put under adoption. But the same thing, um, since COVID, they didn't let her see her siblings because everyone was saying that they were going to get sick. And now she's estranged from her siblings, the siblings that are in in one household, it, it, originally all the children were supposed to be with one family member because I do have family members, but none of my family members could take on all the six kids. One of my family members says, why well, could take two? The other one said, I'll take one. And meanwhile, we can see what it is that we could do to help them. Right. But the county said, no, they have to be in the same household. And now my children are all in three different households anyway. And now the, the court the court, the social services office, they won't even assess my family for the baby that's getting put up in, under adoption. They just won't do it. They said it's too late and that she's already become accustomed to the foster parent, which they're going to put her under adoption for. Mm-hmm. And that's my situation right now because I do have contact with my three-year-old son. He knows who I am. I know that he's not going to forget me and I still have some sort of chance to get him back once I get my other three back. I have to file a 388, they said, to get my oldest kids back, which the guardians are willing to release my children back to me. But the social workers aren't calling back. I've already called the supervisors. I've contacted my my public defender, too. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't do anything that I've asked him to do. When I'm ready, to, I'm already ready to file a 388. And he's just saying that he can't yet. That it's not the right thing. and. It's just really frustrating to me because unless I hire an attorney, which I'm saving money for right now, I, uh, I'm i pretty much left with what I'm left, which is a public defender's office that I've had. I had six different public defenders in the course of three months, and they pretty much just went ahead and did the whole process, closed off and carried on with the cases, even though um, hey, COVID. Hey, Marisol. Marisol, hold yeah. on a second. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. I'm getting a message from my engineer. We have to move into our first break. But before I okay. let you go, I want you to call me at my office later on today. Leave your name and your number, yeah. and I'm going to call you back probably tomorrow, and I'm going to give you some yeah. information and maybe some things that you can do so that I can help you. So. 
things don't turn out to be yeah. so terrible. Thank you. Okay, Marisol, thank you for calling. Thank you, thank so you for much, listening. Thank you. And tell the, you know, call back in a few weeks and tell the listeners how you're doing. All right, this is The Secret, How to Fight Child Protective Services. We'll be right back after these messages. Mm-hmm. 